Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. Join me as we explore spirituality, sexuality, wellness, and the magical world around us. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you for joining me for this week's episode of The Light Within. I am so excited about today's guest. Her name is Bijou Finley. She is the Mushroom Mamacita. And full disclosure, after I interviewed Bijou, after we had this conversation you are about to hear, I knew I needed to sign up with her as my coach. So I have been working with Bijou for the last several months, and I'm telling you this shit is transformational. So today's episode, we are talking all about plant medicine, microdosing mushrooms, psychedelics and trauma, the fight to legalize these psychedelics, these medicines of the earth, women as healers of the planet, and stepping into our wild power. This is such a juicy, fun conversation. And like I said, it inspired me to invest in Bijou's work and I'm just I'm just so glad that I did. I swear to God, it's one of the best things I've ever ever done. Before we get started, I want to remind you guys about my Wild Feminine Rising group coaching container. It launches September 11th. That is our first live meeting. The cohort is only going to include 10 people. So if you are interested in understanding and honoring your menstrual cycle, reconnecting with your womb and sexual desire, awakening your feminine power, healing hormonal imbalances, and just fully aligning with your true authentic self, then this container, this group course is for you. I am so excited to welcome the new group. And I wanted to let you know, if you use the code, the light within all one word, you will receive 10% off the full paid in full price. So if you are at all interested, please send me a message on Instagram or shoot me an email. Hello at lesliedraffing.com. I'll have all the details in the show notes below. Now, without further ado, please join me in welcoming Bijou, the Mushroom Mamacita to the Light Within podcast. Bijou, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. I'm very excited to talk about this topic specifically. The first question that I ask all my guests, though, is what ignites your light within? Um, I, I probably wouldn't have had an answer to that um, a couple of years ago, but I, I'm fortunate enough to now know that answer, and that's just like connecting with people. Um, I think I was a very afraid of intimacy before, um, and that could have been across the board with clients or with family members and friends. And um, I, I guess my work is my medicine now because now I have extremely intimate conversations with people, and I just love it. It just lights me up, and I and I love the aha moments that come from our conversations. And yeah, it's just. Um, I'm so happy all the time now when I get off calls with people because it just is amazing. I love that. For people who aren't familiar with you or your work, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey? Yeah. So I'm Bijou. Um, I kind of dubbed myself the Mushroom Mamacita last year. Um, I've been working with them for a very long time. And um, I originally was working with um, the modalities of sexuality and mushrooms for my own healing because I felt very stuck in a lot of ways. And um, 
So it was really just all about me at first, but then I just started seeing how much it was shifting in my life. And so then I started talking about it to all my friends and family members and trying to convert them. And I saw them have amazing um, experiences across the board from like uh, helping with brain aging all the way to uh, getting off of SSRIs all the way to stopping smoking and um, and then just like obviously the sexuality aspect of it like everybody needs that in their lives so you don't want to get to 80 and not have known yourself the way that you can so those two things I was just like wow uh, I need to talk about this as much as I possibly can and so that's when I really wanted to do my due diligence and do some training to make sure that I was actually able to help people. Um, so I did Layla Martin's class and then I did a bunch of different, uh, like all the way from like shamanism to facilitator training. And, um, and now I just really just mashed the two together because I feel like um, mushrooms are a catalyst for change. They're just like a tool as long as you have support. And um, the sexuality aspect of it is like huge in healing. If you can heal your past traumas or your experience with your body or with how you think of yourself um, in in regards to even having mushrooms as that catalyst, the change that's possible from those two working simultaneously in your body and mind are amazing. So that's where I currently am and I'm loving every minute of it. I think it is so funny sometimes when I find guests for this podcast, it's like universe just leads me to people who like have a message for me specifically because that is so interesting. I had no idea that you were going to talk about the fact that it was the the link between mushrooms and like healing your own, um, you know, sex stuff. I'd love mm-hmm. if you would kind of explain a little bit more about that. Was it something like increasing libido or was it past like shame or or what was it about the mushrooms that you really were using to help yourself? Yeah. So I was a huge, I was a consultant at one point helping people with their brands and um, there's a lot of ego wrapped up in people's brands and you have to walk around on eggshells sometimes and I really just wanted to support people um, more and know how I can coach entrepreneurs in a little bit more of a soulful way. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started getting into the psychedelic aspect of it. Um, But on my psychedelic journey, I found my blocks and a lot of them were sexual. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the sense of uh, shame, I was like extremely religious growing up and I had a lot of shame around certain aspects of my body or my desires. I had um, a pretty like abusive boyfriend at one point that that like downloaded a bunch of bad um, ideas into my mind. And uh, there was just a lot. I mean, just what society deems sexy and it didn't align with what I thought was sexy. And all of these contradictions that were living in my mind were using up all my time and energy and not getting me anywhere. So That's when I started seeing, okay, I don't know how to support myself with working on these issues. So that's when I kind of found Layla Martin's program and it it was intense. Mm -hmm. It was a year and a half and you have to heal yourself or work on healing yourself first before they teach you how to heal others. And so I was doing that at the same time where I was really deep diving in psychedelics and I was like, whoa, (laughs) 
and it was maybe a lot to deal with all at once. But um, now I feel like very, very prepared to talk to anyone about either one of those two things. I love that. I've seen her course floating around for a while. So that is so cool that you went through that. So let's talk specifically about plant medicine. How many years ago did you kind of start experimenting with this? What were you, was it just mushrooms? Like what was kind of your entryway into that? Um, uh, so I was very, um, like good girl up until like probably middle of college. Like I didn't even drink. I was just super focused on work and school. And um, then when I got out of college, I was in Austin and everybody drinks a lot in Austin. Mm -hmm. And um, I was drinking quite a bit uh, out all the time. And um, I ended up going on a date with someone that was talking to me about psychedelics and I was interested in it, but also quite hesitant. Mm -hmm. And so a friend of mine um, suggested that he help guide me on an LSD journey. And it was profound. I mean, I think at that point, my life went a different trajectory. Mm -hmm. Like I saw a lot and I was in awe of life again and excited about life again and realized that there was a deeper path for me. And so I didn't know what that looked like at first, but that was like a a shift that I deeply felt. And then um, I'm just one of those people that goes kind of crazy with things. And I just wanted to try anything and everything um, just to find out where more answers could be or where else I could see where I could optimize myself. And so I did DMT and ayahuasca and um, uh, all kinds of things, actually. So um, San Pedro and MDMA and mushrooms were really my my love just because you can really, with the doses, have control over your experience and really work deeply on things, whereas other ones you completely dissociate. And yes, you get a lot of amazing answers and healing, but sometimes you don't really understand them and it takes a really long time to integrate them. Whereas mushrooms, like I utilize the different doses across the board from microdosing all the way to like deep healing trips. And I like that aspect of it. What do you say to people who are listening to this and they're like, oh, hell no, this is terrifying. Like, I feel like there is a lot of fear around certain psychedelics specifically. Yeah. And that's why um, I really knew that I needed to support people. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I started developing guides. And that's why I really wanted to be there to help people on this journey, because it is very scary. And a lot of times people will tell me, oh, this one time in college, I was really... uh, like messed up at a concert and I took a bunch of mushrooms and I freaked out and I'll never take them again. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're like, no, you just were in a horrible set and setting and your body was trying to process something around 400 people. Like you you kind of shot yourself in the foot, but that doesn't mean that all of the experiences are going to be like that. So yeah, I think when people, that's why microdosing is so wonderful because they can dip their toe in Mm -hmm. and say, oh, this is safe. Oh, this is wonderful. And within a month, they typically become, even the most scared, apprehensive people become very in love with them and very open to trying clearing trips or, cl- or trying um, coupling trips, like bonding trips with their spouses. Um, so yeah, they typically get really, really into it over time. I love that. 
And so can you explain like the difference between the different dosages? Like I've heard of hero trips and I've obviously heard of microdosing. So like, what do those mean? Um, and kind of like what, how much are they, how long do they last? Like, can you kind of explain mm-hmm. how that works? Yeah. So, um, it really, in my opinion, you should talk to someone who's pretty knowledgeable just because there are so many different strains and those strains, uh, really give you a different experience. And so, uh, microdosing, I think that you should be using, um, a body high or, um, like a euphoric or smooth mushroom that might have, um, aspects to it that are good for heart opening or mind focus or whatever they are. And then, uh, like meet the mushroom trips is what I like to call them. And that's a really like nice one gram to a gram and a half where you kind of just understand what it feels like to be in a psychedelic experience, but you're still somewhat in control. It just helps you move some emotion and, and get to know the mushroom. And then, um, healing trips, like, if you're going to do it with your partner, maybe anywhere from a half a gr- like a gram and a half to two grams, depending on how big they are, and that is amazing for bonding. And what happens happens is is that you're still able to move around and talk and experience each other and be out in nature with each other, be at home with each other. So it's like very much you're still on this plane. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're going to do a deep trip with a facilitator, which I suggest, especially if you're new to all of this, always have a facilitator for the big ones. Mm-hmm. And that is like you potentially could go into a different dimension for a little bit or deep into your psyche to have a, an, an intimate conversation with yourself. And those would be anywhere from like three to five grams, depending on on what they are. And you're right, depending on the strain, a hero dose could be something like that. Like I, I typically do at least one of those a year because mm-hmm. um, it really helps me cancel clear a lot of things that have happened throughout the year and do maintenance on those deep seated traumas that I will probably always be chipping away at for the rest yeah. of my life. And we are totally going to get into like the actual healing aspect of psychedelics, but I want to kind of get through all the questions about like legality and safety mm-hmm. first. So first things first, do you feel like how do I ask this? Like there are mushrooms out there that will kill you. Mm-hmm. And we know that. Is that why people are kind of freaked out by mushrooms? Like they're always like not really sure what they're consuming. And and I guess I say should say they don't know because when mushrooms are illegal in places like Texas, where I live, um, in my part of Texas, like it's like you're not getting them from just a person who you can like go to like at a, like, you know, at a dispensary or somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you should talk to, you should know the grower. You should know how old they are and what strain they are, but they are very, very safe. Psychedelic mushrooms, none of them will kill you. And uh, the thing about the legality of it is I think it was, um, they are so profound and they do cause such a, a reaction in some people that if you think about it, the 50s or 60s, they were probably like, what the hell is that? And they had no idea what was going on. And they're like, you know what? We're just going to try to keep everyone safe and say no to that. Or some people have suggestions that it was getting people too open-minded and they didn't want to do the war and they didn't want to do certain things. And so the government was like, well, that's not really helping our case. So go ahead and just slap a, a legal tag on that as well. So that's what I don't really understand about um, plant medicines because they're not like – 
meth and heroin and cocaine where they're extremely addictive. They could kill you. They break families. They ruin lives. Plant medicines are not addictive. In fact, you're going to have to be really like committed to your healing journey to want to do some of those most of the time. And um, they're extremely safe. I mean, ayahuasca, that's debatable. Like you you could have an experience with ayahuasca and you have to be much more careful about the other um, like prescriptions that you might be taking or what's going on with you health-wise. But majority of plant medicines with the right experience and the right dose, you will be extremely safe. I mean, there are some people in the world that take like 35 grams of mushrooms at a time. 35? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, the, it on the drug chart, like I said, they're, they're lower than table salt mm. um, in, in risk. So, yeah, that's why I think that uh, a, across the board, it'll probably be legal or decriminalized at a federal level. Um, it, I don't know if you know this, but um, the government just recently gave John Hopkins like $50 million for the research in um, psilocybin. And so... I know that means that we will probably, as a human race, ruin psilocybin to some extent by synthesizing it out and putting a prescription on it. But um, yeah, it's they're doing that kind of study because of the results everyone is having. Mm. And I had heard about that with other drugs as well. I know they're studying things like MDMA specifically for like veterans with PTSD. Ketamine mm-hmm. as well has been you know widely studied as far as its therapeutic benefits as well. So it's great to see that psilocybin is getting that attention. Um, and I love that you're, you were mentioning the fact that like, were we just waking up so fast back in the fifties that they were like, oh shit, pop, like pump the brakes. Um, because mm-hmm. I've heard that so many times. So let's talk about the true like healing aspect of it. You kind of have already talked a little bit about how it was beneficial for you, but let's talk a little bit about like, how do magic mushrooms reprogram your brain or, you know, help you dive into those self-limiting beliefs? Mm-hmm. And I think um, when I first started looking into magic mushrooms and seeing all of the benefits or results that people were having, it's very easy to think that's way too good to be true. Um, there's no way one substance that's especially natural could uh, affect that such a wide range of experiences for people. But I think it does because it hits the root of why we have all of those issues. So addiction, depression, lack of focus, lack of connection, all of that stems from uh, us forgetting that we have power to heal ourselves, that that we um, can ex- like um, create our existence, um, but also connections with the world around us and the people around us and the nature around us. So I guess the, the biggest thing is that People once, and it's across the board with everyone that I've helped, they have the same experience. They, for for the first time in their lives, go, oh, like, why am I worrying about that? Or, uh, you know what? It's time for me to let that go. Or um, I actually believe that I could fix myself. Or I actually believe that I don't need to drink anymore or to smoke anymore. And so it's really this like pretty fast shift that they just understand. It's like a knowing that that comes within them. And I think that that's the thing. It's like mushrooms show you where you're not free is what I like to tell people. Like um, 
they'll show you where you're not having boundaries. They'll show you where you're not healed. They'll show you where uh, you're letting other people affect your life. Mm -hmm. And they make it very obvious. And it's nice because we typically put blinders on or push those emotions down because we're busy and we're going about our lives and we don't know how to deal with some of those things. And if you don't have the support and you don't know how to deal with it, then it's easier to just not look at it or look over here and drink that feeling away. Whereas if you do have some support and you do have some practices to help yourself like breath work or moving your body or sounding or whatever those things are with this tool or with this medicine, it really empowers you to start seeing some change rather quickly. Mm. Mm. As somebody who like, I'm sober curious so that like I'll take very extended periods of time where I'm not drinking um, because of what you were just saying. Like I found myself for years trying to drink away feelings. Um, and I know there's stuff in me that I definitely need to heal. And I'm so interested in doing plant medicine myself. So I love that you were saying, you know, some of the different things that it can kind of make you aware of. I'd heard that some plant medicines can also help with things like eating disorders. I've heard several people talk about I think they were doing ayahuasca trips in, in particular, but have you mm-hmm. at all had clients who healed those types of things or maybe things like anxiety or depression? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, anxiety, depression, it, that's the thing is that the truth is, is that we are wonderful and perfect the way that we are. We, we were like uh, naturally supposed to be in these little tribes. And if you are in this tiny little tribe you feel special. You know what your your power is or what your wonderful little aspect or gift is, and you feel supported by your tribe. And that would probably mean that we don't have a lot of the issues that that we have now. Now we have this giant world around us where we can compare ourselves to everyone, where we can feel like less than, where we think we're doing everything wrong, where and all of those thoughts really just do a number on our bodies. Um, that's why we get eating disorders or addictions or depressions or anxieties. And and that's the thing is like in order to deal with that, because it's not going to change anytime soon, the world's just getting bigger and more open and more um, knowledgeable with social media and, and all of that, that, that we really do need some support in, in kind of bringing us back down to ourselves and thinking, okay, in this room, in this house, in this body, who am I? Am I okay with that? And then really just working on that. Mm. And you talked a little bit about like the bonding trips uh, with couples. And I know you do work with couples. Um, How does tripping help you interact with a partner? Like how uh, or what are some of the, you know, benefits of doing that with your like love match? Yeah. And and that's why I got so passionate because I love entrepreneurs. I love working with entrepreneurs. But a lot of times when I would work with entrepreneurs, it it would come back to home, right? Because our home and our sex and money are so connected and our partner's support affects how big we can get sometimes or how much we feel supported. And so I really wanted to understand only for myself, but for my clients, how can we like put together something that will allow you to go deeper with your partner? Because your existence on this planet should be 
incredible abundance that you get out of sharing your gifts and deep love and connection that you have with your friends, family, and your partner. If you get those two boxes checked, that's a pretty awesome life, right? So that's what I really wanted to help people with. And the partner thing is just amazing. I love it. I turned my partner and myself into a guinea pig and our relationship is much better because of it. Um, I've helped other people. And essentially what it does is that especially when you live with your partner, you've been together for multiple years, you have a ton of little cuts Mm -hmm. that you have unknowingly or knowingly given each other. And um, those, they build up over time and they can really scar your relationship. They can really scar your ability to heal or to kind of rebound from that um, quickly over time. And so it's like a nice like healing moment where it kind of puts – a nice little salve on all of those things or walls that you typically have built up from not trusting either from your past or from your current relationship. Those come down and you can actually see the person behind the wall and connect with that person. And then it's kind of just like a, it feels like a partnership again. Like you feel like they are on your side and, and you kind of come to those realizations or you could come to the realization we are not meant to be together. And I know that's scary, but that happens very rarely. And when it does, you'll be much better off if you take the advice of the mushrooms and actually find someone that might be better suited for you. But um, yeah, it's typically just very healing um, in the fact that you just really see your partner in a new light. You, You connect and There was one trip that I did with my partner that was incredible where he just was behind me holding me while I was like really purging a lot of like uh, emotion and trauma. I was just crying it all out. And he said that he could like feel it. Mm. He could feel all of my like sadness. And I mean, he's very not woo woo and very not uh, would never say anything like that unless he actually experienced it. And it was just so amazing for someone to actually feel what you have going on inside because it really allows them to have more empathy for you or more of a knowing of what you might be having going on. Mm. And that was just such a beautiful experience. So depending on how much you do with your partner, you can really work on a lot of stuff. And when those things are happening, like when you're working with clients, um, like a like a partnered relationship are you doing it remotely? Like how does that kind of, how does your work work? Like, are you in person? Is it remote? Um, Are you talking with them through things? I guess when you guys were the guinea pig, you and your partner, did you have a facilitator or were you kind of just like running through the dark? Yeah. So um, one of my majors in the Layla Martin program was couples. And so I was really gifted a lot of amazing tools to be able to kind of repattern together for my own protocol to be utilized with psychedelics. And um, it depends. um, Most of all of my like packages, whether it's the entrepreneur or the couple side is very um, scaled. So it could be a do it yourself with one of my guides. And in that case, it should be a very small trip where you have a small dose and it's really just like a reconnection tool, really fun night, like date night for um, you guys to just like bond and, and fall in love again and have a good time. 
Um, and that you can utilize the, the guy that has all of these practices, or you can just have fun with your partner. You don't ne necessarily have to do all that work. Um, but if you wanted to move up a little bit and actually have support, I typically do um, guided microdosing um, sessions one-on-one -on -one with each partner to really understand what's going on with them by themselves. And then we do a, 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 a Zoom call together where we kind of work through some of that with some support. And then they typically will do a trip by themselves. But I also have had experiences where people have come to me where I have gone to them and uh, we've picked a pretty cool location and I've like facilitated them on something that was pretty big because they had a huge thing that they needed to move and shift. Right. So it really depends on what's going on in your relationship, how comfortable you are with things and how much support you think that you need. Mm, I love that. So let's talk a little bit about self-limiting beliefs or we can move into entrepreneurship because I feel like on like as somebody who started her own business, like the self-limiting beliefs are big, right? <laughs> Especially when it comes to blocks in your own small businesses. Um, so what are your, you know, ways of guiding entrepreneurs um, through some of the shit that comes up when you do start your own business? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I love that aspect of my business just because it's so fun to find the seeds mm. that are deeply sown in the psyche. And uh, people are much more open on our microdosing sessions where I can dig pretty deep and find this random time in second grade where this nun told me that I was a bad girl and I was a showboat and I was bad for wanting attention. And, and that has forever affected my ability to be able to be seen or want to be seen on social media. And people are like, holy crap. I didn't even remember that until right now, but it was locked in their body and locked in their psyche. And you're like, those things, as long as they're unconscious, they will affect your life. And so it's really important that you find someone that you can trust or you can try to do it by yourself to ask the right questions to get at the root of what that block could be. So a lot of times people will say, oh, I have an abundance block or I think I've hit a plateau in my business or I don't believe in myself or I have imposter syndrome. But honestly, b below all of that, below that label is typically a bunch of stuff. It's what you saw your parents like give you the example of it's what you experienced in college where you saw someone try to put themselves out there and get trampled on. It's uh, it's believing that there's too many people out there in the world because you've surrounded yourself with that industry. And so you yourself think that that's all that exists in the world. There's all these ideas that we have that kind of mash together to really create a pretty substantial block to keep us safe. And so it's, it's typically a seven session, um, like grouping where we kind of work on, okay, what did you inherit from your family or your society? Uh, what are your beliefs about yourself and, um, what, what is like the, your ecology to thrive? Like, what do you need right now currently that you're not getting? Is it more affirmations or words from your husband? Is it, your employees letting you know that they're they're liking where they are is it it's certain things that you're not asking for that if you had you would like completely blossom mm. and so those are the things that we'll work on um that we just get so much more clarity on and 
I've heard, you know, um, for months and months now, as I've been like in my own uh, business, you got to do the shadow work. Is this just like taking that shit up a notch? It is shadow work. It is, it, it's shadow work at its finest. Okay. <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh, the good thing about mushrooms is that you can't lie to yourself or your facilitator. Mm. And so in therapy, you might have said what you thought you needed to say to your therapist, or you might have thought your therapist or doctor would judge you, or if you're really just using friendships. We develop these coping mechanisms or these survival tactics to say what we need to say or to maybe just vent a little bit, but it's not at the root of what the problem is because we don't feel intimate or safe enough to open that much. Mm -hmm. And so that's what mushrooms do is that you're open. And if you're with someone that you trust to do that digging, you can really get to the shadow, get to the side of the ego and heal it. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I believe is that there's all this like kill your ego talk out there, but our ego is part of who we are and it really is just trying to keep us safe from all the things that we've learned to keep our safe, ourselves safe from. But as we change and as we're maybe out of the reach of an abusive parent or an abusive um, sibling or um, partner or out of a, like an abusive job, we're still believing that we're in that situation, even if we're out of it. And so those are those things that we need to work out of the shadow to make the ego believe you're not currently in that situation so you can actually come out of your shell again. And so, yeah, it's it's just shadow work with a little bit of a catalyst that helps you go deeper and heal faster. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm, like, loving all of this. So what are some of the big successes that you have seen, either in yourself or your clients? I can't, you think you kind of already spoke a little bit about yourself, but what are some of the big things you've seen clients work past? I think um, some of my favorite ones, and I'm bi- – like, it's my bias because uh, just – seeing and experiencing it was so beautiful to me. But um, addictions are near and dear to my heart just because I have some family members that struggle with that. And um, seeing people have the strength to get over a very strong addiction is some of the like the most rewarding situations I've ever been in. Um, People finding their soul's calling and making a huge shift to like let go of the things that are keeping them safe for the opportunity to do what their soul really wants and then them thriving in it. Oh, that's like, that hits me in the, in the soft spot in so many ways. And, um, and saving a marriage that, that shouldn't have ended that, that actually for the first time had some healing. Like these are all moments that I can't believe I get to be a part of, but when I see them, I'm just, moved by them. And um, yeah, I, I think it's the, the biggest things that are affecting us in our society is lack of connection, addiction, and these limiting beliefs. So when you see them fall away, um, you just think, wow, mm-hmm. like, wow. So those, those are my big ones, I think, yeah. at this point. They're amazing. So your other side of your work is speaking a lot about women as like healers of the planet and rewilding ourselves as women. So can you talk a bit more about, you know, 
why you believe women are the healers of the planet. And honestly, like the past couple of years, the wilder and wilder things get in this planet, it's like somebody's got to come and save it. Yes. Um, I, it's so funny to me. When I was growing up, I was very not in alignment with this idea. Um, I was very in my masculine, working very hard for the capitalistic society and didn't really have any close connections with women and was so not in a belief that I could heal myself or anyone. And um, the more that that has been stripped away, the more that I believe that conscious women that actually care about the planet, if I can get more abundance in their hands and they can, the world will be a better place. Like women care. We really care. We really are connected to mother nature because we are mother nature. We have the creativity and the selflessness and the love that I think it's going to take for us to turn this train around. And I think that um, it's just after 12,000 years of patriarchy making us believe that we are either wrong little witches or uh, two weak little damsels in distress or we can't manage our own money and we can't manage our own energy that we are kind of stripping away those lies to understand how incredibly powerful we are. And um, I think that women have this innate knowing, like a lot of the entrepreneurial women that I work with, they have this idea, no, I can't be feminine because in my line of work or in order for me to be a boss, like there's no room for emotion. There's no room for softness. And I'm like, I know I used to think that too, but you're thinking of this idea of woman that is the patriarchy's idea of women, but feminist and feminism and like feminine power is strong. It is scary. It is destructive. It is empowering. It is creative. It is everything. And uh, you just have to use it in a, in a powerful, good way for us to make some major shifts. And rewilding is such an amazing experience because in the Layla Martin program, I had done a lot of like work on myself to get primal and to experience myself in a like a strong, crazy, sexy kind of way. But it wasn't until other women saw me do it that it clicked down a couple more notches in my knowing that was like, oh, like I'm being witnessed. This is real. This isn't just like in my closet. It This is I'm being seen. I'm being appreciated. And other women are supporting me in it. After my experience with that, I was like, it is my job that every woman in the world experience something like this before they die. Because the power that you get from it and the knowing of your power and your love and your creativity from it is unmatched in, in anything else I've experienced at this point. I love that you were talking about this too, because I feel like this is me. It's in my work as well as a menstrual cycle coach is, you know, being someone who is very much in her masculine and trying to figure out the way to be in the feminine, in the powerful feminine, um, the mm -hmm. deep feminine versus like the, yeah, the damsel in distress feminine that like the patriarchy has told us. So, oh my gosh, when you said that, I was like, ah, such a light bulb moment that I have recently had myself. What would mm -hmm. you say to people who are still 
you know, women who are still in their, very much in their masculine, as far as tools to help them, like you've said, rewilding, but like, what are the legit tools to like help you get more into that, that deep feminine, the, I like to call it like the capital F feminine, um, mm-hmm. the wild feminine. Yeah. Um, I think that it's all about balance. And so I, I know whenever I first uh, realized that I was severely lacking in my feminine and I would, had really like pushed her way deep down to where she felt extremely stifled and that imbalance really was weighing on my energy, weighing on my creativity, weighing on my happiness. And so a lot of uh, the tools that I was originally using were to just balance out the masculine and the feminine, because at first I went all feminine and it was just like overwhelming. And um, so like uh, I have a nice cacao ritual that I do that I can share I can send you the link and that way you can share it with everybody so I don't have to go super in depth in it. But using um, legal plant medicine to be able to use the energies of the plants to balance it in yourself is wonderful. Um, I'm a huge advocate for jade egg work just because um, like being on birth control and never understanding my body, um, not having any idea about wonderful menstruation and connection, I was so disconnected from my yoni. And our our energy comes from our womb. And if our womb is not empowered, we feel weaker. So connecting to that place, and so essentially a jade egg is, is placing a crystal egg in uh, your uterus and feeling into that, like looking for the feeling down there and resensitizing your body down there not only helps you with orgasm, but it also helps you with the connection of your body and your power. So definitely that is amazing. Um, Herbs are a big thing that I use to really uh, help the the feminine juices going in your body. Um, But really just even listening to certain things. I have a couple of podcasts that I listen to where they do such a good job of explaining the feminine art that you're so inspired by it. Like it hearing someone else talk about it goes, oh, I heard my name was called. I am here. Uh, It kind of just like alivens in your system and it gets you excited about playing with that energy a little bit more. So yeah, it's a bunch of little tools. and I and I've like created a, a link that has all these tools on it, so I'm just going to share it with you. But um, playing with all of them is very fun. Like even hot oil massage after you shower, just touching your body, like the curves of your feminine body, being in love with your body, um, dancing around in in either a wild way or a seductive way. Um, meeting with women, getting hugs from women. I I know that's hard for a lot of women right now because we don't really feel safe with a lot of women. But uh, yeah, living out in the middle of nowhere with a lot of masculine energy, I am reminded constantly that I need that woman fix. and I I need feminine energy in my sphere. So yeah, all of those things really help. And I love that you mentioned the I guess the fear or the um, dis like mistrust that some women feel when it comes to other women. Like, how would you suggest people start to find that tribe or start to find? Maybe it's just they're finding retreats to go to where it is a safe container where they can meet other women who are open to the same thing. Like, we're sort of in this um, obvious planet situation where 
very much everything is like online versus in person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hopefully that's coming out very soon and that'll be done. But, you know, I have very much struggled. I live an hour north of Austin and I know there's like a conscious community in Austin, but it's like this big separation. Like, how do you find the people? How do you get to this space? And when you do, how do you get past the feelings of competition the patriarchy has put on you or the wound, the sister wound, the mother wound, the witch wound? Um, like, what are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, I, I, I honestly believe that before you take the steps to, to potentially finding your tribe, that you actually do some of the steps that you'll need to heal that wound. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of great books out there about the mother wound and about sister wounds and um, whether or not you use plant medicine, like microdosing with the intention of, of healing that or even journaling or sounding or whatever you need to potentially heal that by yourself, it'll vibrate your being at a different frequency Mm. to where when you do meet women, you're not instantly shut off to them. You're finally open to them. So I feel like there's a step-by-step process where it's first to heal that aspect that might be living in you. And then the next, or at least start it, you don't have to be completely healed by any means, but even understanding that it's there will help you if you meet a woman and instantly feel like less than her or triggered by her or in competition with her, just knowing that that wound exists help you helps you to put maybe the reins on it and put it aside for a second for you to actually try to connect with her. Um, but then honestly, just letting your freak flag fly, like talk about the things that you want to talk about because people will find you on the internet or go to certain events where you think the person that isn't like similar to you might be and then just be open to talking to her. I mean, we are just so segmented and we're so taking care of our own lives and our own families that we don't really believe that those other women exist out there. And so you're right. It's kind of like eventually getting to a retreat where you can take a whole weekend to strip that away and feel loved on by other women I mean, it's such a gift that you could give yourself. So let's talk about working with you. How can people work with you? I know you have retreats, right? Mm-hmm. So what are some yeah. of the options for for working with Bijou? So right now, um, what I've realized at first, I was just consulting anyone and everyone that uh, would talk to me about mushrooms on the, the right protocol for them and the right strain. But I realized that those people needed so much support um, and they really needed help with some guided sessions to really see deep lasting change. So most of my work now is in packages where people can actually like get my consulting and my support on their psychedelic journey or microdosing journey, but then also get some some sessions with me where we can actually work on the blocks that they're finding because working on those alone or finding them alone can typically be pretty hard and take a really long time. Um, but then it's uh, bigger things like a, like a true coaching container where we work on problems that we've found and we um, create small action, actionable changes that people can um utilize over time to see this change. And I just hold them accountable and work on it with them all the way to experiences. So whether or not we fly somewhere together or uh, we meet somewhere, um, knowing what we want to work on and and doing a, a pretty amazing experience and ceremony to move some of that stuff is really 
profound. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a kind of like a little bit of everything, um, depending on, on what the person needs at that point. So I typically do a discovery call with people just because it should be so customized and nuanced, Mm -hmm depending on what that person wants. Awesome. And I know you have so many links attached to your Instagram, which is like the fun, like the cutest name, Mushroom Mamacita. I love that that's the the recent rebrand. Um, anything else that you <laughs> want to share that we didn't talk about or anything you want to expand upon? Um, I think it's that um, something that is kind of coming up to me a lot lately is Mushrooms are finally getting the uh, PR that I think that they deserve, but I want people to understand that this is a powerful medicine that should be respected and understood and um, that a lot of time and attention should go into really healing yourself. It's not a magic pill that you just pop and everything's better. Um, really focus on getting some support and doing your due diligence on your research um, and in my humble opinion, if they turn this into this super sterile room with a facilitator that has never done it with a blindfold and a small amount of mushrooms because that's what's legally mm-hmm. going to cover their asses, uh, that might be a completely different experience for you than if you work with like a shaman or someone that is putting together a beautiful ritual and a ceremony for you. Um, that will support you on your integration after the fact. So um, I just say that to say some people might be a little bit more safe in a situation where it's highly controlled, but that is like so against the whole nature of this is that you're supposed to lose control. And as long as you're in a safe container, you want to. Like, trust me, you you want to let go of control for the first time in your life or the concept that you have control because you really don't. But um yeah, I, I guess that's that's something that's been coming up for me lately is I don't know what is going to happen on this journey forward with legalization or with commoditization or monetization of this thing. But um, just in my opinion, stay with the, the true natural pure version of what uh, the, the people that started these practices meant it to be. Um, that's just my hope for most people. And how do we, I guess my question is, how do you figure out who's legit and who's not? That's great. I was actually just working on a post for that. Um, uh, So maybe I should put that in a blog as well so it's easy to not get lost in my feed. But I definitely have a ton of questions that you should be vetting your facilitator or shaman with. Awesome. Well, I will put links to that blog, to the links that you're sharing with me and your Instagram all in the show notes. Bijou, this was beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I know it's a little bit of a taboo, scary topic. So I applaud you for uh, being brave enough to talk about this on the air. (laughs) (laughs) I love taboo. We're all here for that. Good. Mm-mm, I love that conversation so much. Uh, if you are interested in learning from Bijou, working with Bijou, I will put all the links to her Instagram, her website in the show notes below. If you want to connect with me, you can always do that on Instagram at Leslie Draffin or at the Light Within Podcast. Again, like I mentioned in the intro, my group coaching container, Wild Feminine Rising, launches in September. It is open now, y'all, and you have a special code, the light within, all one word, to get you 10% off the paid in full price. This is going to be a deeply supported 
deep dive into transforming your beliefs around your menstrual cycle, around your body, around sex, around pleasure. And it is for anyone who is ready to step into their truly aligned, true, authentic self. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Remember, the best way for you to support the podcast is by rating it, reviewing it, and sharing it with someone you love. I can't wait to see you next week. In the meantime, remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.